Welcome to The Schooling Pin, where we answer your horse training questions, groundwork and riding, beginner to advanced levels. Today's question comes from a lady on Facebook who brought up a pretty common scenario. The horse stops well off her seat and voice cues in the arena, but when she takes him out on the trail or just anywhere outside the arena where distractions abound, the horse tends to ignore her and either make a half-hearted attempt to stop or sometimes ignores her completely and just rambles forward with no acknowledgement of your cues or her being up there. Now in response to this, she's made a number of corrections, backing the horse up aggressively, bending his head around to her toe, and turning the horse around, what we call turning around on the foot. Or she'll bend the horse around or disengage the hindquarters, something to redirect his feet, grab the horse's attention, and reprimand him. So she wanted to know if she was on the right track in making those types of corrections, and the answer is yes but we had a couple additional suggestions here. First, just a reminder that there is a difference between an effective and an ineffective correction. You might be doing the right thing in theory, but if you're not doing it with enough intensity to actually get the horse's attention, get inside his head and make him uncomfortable enough that he actually has an incentive to listen to you and change his behavior, then he'll keep on ignoring you. So if you find yourself making the same corrections over and over with no payoff and no improvement in the horse, that's a good indication that you're not being effective enough. The other thing we suggested to her was to break down your corrections based on the horse's response, which mirrors how we actually teach and refine stops with our own horses and with our training horses at home. So you'll ask for the stop by relaxing your seat, releasing your feet, and saying, whoa, and if the horse blatantly ignores you and keeps rambling down the trail with no acknowledgement or change in his feet, then immediately pull him around, turn him around on your foot with enough intensity and urgency that it sticks in his mind. Doing this, instead of pulling straight back on two reins and kicking the horse backward, you know, putting him, uh, pulling him around with his head bent this way, that gives you a lot more control and leverage than just pulling straight back on two reins. It puts the horse in enough of a bind that he pretty much has no other option but to listen to you. It's a very effective method of getting in his way in a dramatic and really unmistakable fashion and saying, hey, come here, listen to me. Now, there are other benefits to doing that, which we've often talked about in the podcast, one of which is that it gets the horse to get used to being taken a hold of and accepting that sort of pressure. Often horses that are stiff or have bad habits who don't handle pressure very well will overreact really badly if you suddenly seize on and pull back with two reins and try kicking them backward aggressively if they blow through a stop. You know, some horses will actually get shocked or surprised if you take a hold of them that way, and they will quickly learn bad habits, either to grab the bridle and just bash through the pressure and keep running forward, or some of them will rear up in an attempt to get over the bridle and escape that pressure. In either case, at that point, they have all the leverage. And if you surprise them by suddenly pulling straight back, you're just inviting those bad habits to get created or made worse. You're a lot better off in that scenario if the stop isn't even on the horse's mind rather than surprising them and reefing straight back on two reins. Just bend their head, pull them around, and break their feet loose, as we say, then go ahead and back the horse up a few steps. So if the horse ignores you and rambles, as I just described, you redirect their feet and pull them around, then back them up, then turn or bend them out of that. 
don't just, you know, back them up a few steps and then let them spring forward again in the same tracks they just made. But if the horse does make some effort to acknowledge your cue to stop, you know, maybe there's a change in his feet, maybe he actually does slow down or stop, but it's not as crisp or, or as immediate as you want it to be, as it needs to be, then I would back the horse up immediately because the mental pump is primed, so to speak. The stop and the backup is at least on his mind as opposed to before where he was completely off with the fairies and not paying attention and not listening. At least in this scenario, the stop is kind of on his mind, but you just need to reinforce it by backing him up immediately there. And again, after you back him up a few steps aggressively, you know, four or five at the least, go ahead and turn him around once or twice, bend him out of it, maybe pull him around on your foot, just not with the same intensity and, um, and reprimand as you would if he completely ignored you. But still make a point of doing it, bend him out of it, do something again other than just backing the horse up a few steps and then letting him spring forward again. That's such a, that's such a pet peeve of mine. I hate it when people let their horses just walk right forward again after they back them up a few steps because it's like you're letting the horse erase the correction that you just made. Instead, back them up a few steps, then seal that off by turning them around or bending them out of it, anything other than just walking straight forward again. Now, we're going to cover the subject on the podcast, but I wanted to touch on another aspect that this question brought to my mind just because of my own personal experience. And this is this is beyond the scope of the initial question. So I'm not, you know, this is not a commentary on the lady who asked this question. This is just from my personal experience of what it brought to mind was that often in the early years with my horses, especially out on the trail, I was really obsessed with getting my horse with practicing one rein stops to the point where my horses would really stop well and immediately off my seat and off my voice. I was obsessed with getting my horses to the point where they would stop and I wouldn't even have to touch the reins. And I, I assumed that the one rein stop, you know, a good stop was basically a perfected one rein stop in a sense. So it would always frustrate me when I would go out on the trail and my horse would be distracted by more things. So he's mentally kind of leaving me, which he wouldn't do in the arena. And then when I go to ask for the stop and I sit down, I release my feet, I say, whoa, he's either kind of half acknowledging me or just plain ignoring me. And oftentimes what I would do in that situation is just do a one rein stop or I would kind of bend the horse around or, or I'd back him up a few steps what I was doing, like the one rein stop especially, is not an effective way. After a while, it's a necessary step in progression, but the horse will get used to it enough to where it's, it, it becomes an ineffective correction at a certain point. It's, it's like a minor inconvenience. Uh, you know, how do you get a horse's attention and respect? You redirect their feet. You move, you move their feet all directions, right? You got to have control. Well, the one rein stop is you know, just kind of an easy little shutdown, but you're not really correcting, you're not redirecting, you're not reinforcing anything at that point. And if I would do anything else, whether back the horse up, turn him around, I was never effective enough. I never did it with enough intensity. I never upped the pressure enough to give the horse an incentive to actually pay attention and listen and understand that, hey, if I tell you to stop, I need you to stop now, as if we're coming up to the edge of the cliff, and I need you to absolutely stop on a dime. 
if I say stop, it means stop, you know, and if you, if you ignore me, there's going to be consequences. And a lot of people never up the pressure enough to get that across. They're always kind of nitpicking and nagging. Uh, and I was in that same boat as well. I was always kind of alternating bef- between going back and reviewing one rain stops or making ineffective corrections out on the trail and having the same battles every time I took my horse to a new place or to a place outside the arena where he was getting distracted easily. Now, I'm not saying that you should never have to make these corrections. It's just a part of training, especially out on the trail, and you will run into this problem. But what separates an effective from an ineffective correction is just how much you have to do it. If you're making the same correction over and over and over with no payoff, that's a tip that you're not as effective as you need to be. You need to step up the pressure. You need to step up the intensity of what you're doing. Well, that's all for this installment of the schooling pin. I just want to make a final note here that most of the best questions that we get on often a daily basis and stuff that ends up becoming really good content for either a podcast segment or we do a written response or sometimes both of those things, most of it is questions submitted by people who like and follow our Facebook page and also listeners of the podcast who message us with training questions. We get our best ideas for subjects that are very relatable because it's real world stuff that people want to know about and want to have help fixing. So that's kind of our little experiment. It's been going well so far. So if you're listening to this and you have questions, no matter the exercise or the topic, we'd be happy to answer them and maybe put them in a podcast segment. Thank you guys again for listening. We hope you enjoyed this and got value from it.